everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and it's a great place for entrepreneurs to stop by if they're just looking to learn a little bit more about the franchising industry itself. Today, we're going to talk about a key step in the process of researching franchise opportunities. So in other words, the same experience that I went through when I was looking for the franchise that I ultimately started, FranNet, and the same one that hopefully all others are going through as they're researching franchise opportunities. That step is what we call validation or franchisee validation, meaning the point in the process when you get the chance to have unfettered conversations privately with existing franchise owners within that franchise organization that you are thinking about joining. Now, typically this doesn't happen in the beginning of the process, nor should it, which is part of what I'm going to talk about today, but it is a really important component for anybody considering a franchise opportunity. Frankly, if you think about it, it's one of the core advantages you have of researching a franchise opportunity versus other ways of getting into business. Where else can you talk to people who are doing exactly what you're thinking about doing in the same exact organization under the same brand and ask them open questions about their own experience? And when I say open questions, I mean questions where it's just you and them talking. So you don't have the franchisor, you don't have any other advisors. And a good franchisor, a good franchise system, not only allows you to do this, but actively encourages you or flat out won't allow you to move forward with any purchasing decision until you've had these conversations with more than just one franchise owner. So unless you're thinking of about being a pioneer in a brand new franchise system, you're going to be the first or one of the first franchise owners. There are going to be existing franchise owners who are part of that system whether they're next door, across the country, or in another country, that you can talk to about their own experiences. So I put together some crib notes here. You can see them right here. So no, I don't have this whole thing memorized. I put together some crib notes of my own experiences and what I've helped other people through. And I want to go through kind of a a top 10 of considerations for how to make validation, validating with existing franchisees, optimally productive for you as somebody who's researching. I fully believe that these are very relevant points, whether you've invested in five franchises before, you've never even thought about a franchise before. These are still helpful tips. They're certainly things that I utilized that I felt helped me make a much more educated decision on the franchise that I chose. So let's start at the very beginning. The very beginning is advice on when to jump into these conversations. Timing does matter. There's such a thing as starting these conversations too soon, and there's such a thing as starting these conversations too late. So if you're working through a structured process with an experienced franchise organization or a franchise organization that's really put some time and energy into thinking about how they're going to move people through this research process, you're going to be through a couple of steps in that process before they want you to start having these validation discussions. So you're going to have some conversations 
with the person that's responsible for navigating you through the process. Their, their title might be director of development or recruitment manager or some kind of sales role, but they don't see themselves necessarily as salespeople. Their job is to figure out if you're a match for them and they're a match for you. Now, I'm not saying there aren't salespeople out there who do this, and that's one of the things you have to be cautious for. If you ever feel like you're being sold too hard, you really need to reconsider whether or not you should be looking at other franchise opportunities. But they're not just going to, when you're working with a good, qualified franchise organization, they're not just going to jump you into that validation step, talking to their existing franchisees at the very beginning, for a couple of very good reasons that are important for you to know. The first is they respect their existing franchise owner's time. It takes time for an existing franchise owner to spend with you on the phone or on a Zoom or perhaps even in person. That's an investment of their time, and they're busy running their own businesses. So they're trying to be protective of their local franchisee's time before they ask you to start having these conversations. Also, they want to make sure that you're a qualified candidate based upon you really understanding what it takes at the most basic levels to be a successful franchisee and what they're looking for in a successful franchisee. So you're going to talk to one or more executives within their organization that are ultimately part of the decision-making process, and they're going to ask you what you're looking for. You're going to talk to them, and they're going to hope you have lots of really good, insightful questions about um, what they see for the future of their business and, and what it takes to be a successful franchisee within their business. You're going to get through those conversations, and then in most cases, you're also going to be disclosed, meaning that FDD or that franchise disclosure document, that big, fat, thick one that every franchise organization is required to file and refile if they even want to bring on one independently owned and operated franchise anywhere in the United States. So they have to send you that disclosure document. They have to have you sign off on it saying, yep, I got it. You're not signing your life away. At that point, you're just saying, I got it. And the clock is starting so that they can't collect money or signatures from you about any decision to move forward for at least 14 days. It's a cooling off period. But you're going to go through all of those steps, getting that disclosure document, and they're probably going to walk you through the high points of that thing too and talk about here's what the investment looks like. Are you sure you're comfortable with that? Do you know how you would fund this if you do end up moving forward on this? Do you understand what the key obligations are for you and they are for us? And a really good franchisor will also make sure you have a good understanding of here's what we're not going to do. We don't do everything. There are responsibilities that you have to take on or you've got to find somebody to do for your business when you're a franchisee of ours. And so they'll walk through those things. Once they feel like, oh, there's a real possibility for a match here and we can see ourselves moving forward with you as a candidate and they're hearing the same from you, that's when they're likely to say, we'd like you to start having conversations with our franchisees. Now, as soon as they send you that disclosure document, and they know this, all the contact information for all of their current and former franchisees is in that disclosure document. They'll probably ask you, particularly if you bring it up, it may not be appropriate to start making those phone calls yet or having those conversations because we want to make sure, A, you're fully qualified, and B, you really understand the right questions to ask. And that's a very truthful statement. When they're at that point, you're not through the disclosure document discussion yet. You might not really understand the unit economics, and the value of which questions to ask may not be entirely apparent to you yet. So there's a reason that they're having you wait. Now, of course, 
you can go online and you can start calling franchise owners anytime you want, even before you ever talk to the franchisor. But beware, franchise systems, they're good at systems and they have one. They have a process for notifying their franchise owners when a legitimate candidate is coming through the pipeline and has gotten to this stage in the process. Because again, they're trying to protect their franchisee's time. So if that current franchisee is aware that you might not be on that list, first of all, you may spend a lot of time trying to get in touch with them to no avail. Secondly, if you do get them into a conversation, you might not get the full story or you might not get the real story. They may very well think that you're a future competitor just trying to grab, you know, you're just trying to shop them. And for all you know, they're giving you intentionally misleading information. Now, they're all probably trying to be helpful folks, but you want to make sure that you're making good use of your time and their time. So it is perfectly okay to wait until you get the green light from whomever you're working with in that franchise organization. Or if you're working with a franchise broker consultant like me, we'll certainly give you the uh, timing for that. But the key is don't do it too soon because you won't be utilizing your time as wisely as you would otherwise be. And when we say don't do it too late, what I mean by that is if you've gotten all the way through the process, you're getting to the last steps and you're getting ready to maybe visit in person and have what's called a discovery day or a confirmation day. And you're basically the point where you've said, man, I'm moving forward on this thing. And then you're starting to have these validation discussions with franchisees. You risk, A, you risk rushing through these too quickly because it's a foregone conclusion in your mind. And what you've done is you've minimized or trivialized one of the most important steps, meaning hearing from the horse's mouth, the people that are going to be doing what you're doing, hearing anything that might be different or similar or just a little different spin on the same things that you've already heard from the franchisor. Again, the good franchisors, they really want you or will insist that you must have these conversations with some of their franchisees. And if you wait too long, not only are you rushing through the process and there's a foregone conclusion in your mind and you're just trying to disprove that, but at the same time, if you really think about it and you're having these conversations when it's too close to the end of the process, you may very well not be preparing yourself appropriately for great conversations with key executives when you get down to that final decision-making point. So usually the final decision-making point is that in-person or virtual visit with the franchisor where you're talking to key executives in their organization, perhaps the CFO, CEO, founders, the support people that you would actually be working with every day, the people that are going to be picking up the phone and responding to the emails that help you through those early weeks and months of the business when you first join the franchise system. And having a chance to talk to their franchisees first and formulate questions that you're going to have for these folks face-to-face, the folks in the home office, that is very helpful to be able to do it in that sequence, to first talk to the franchisees and to understand their perspectives, to understand varying responses that you may get from varying franchisees, and then be able to go face-to-face with the franchisor and ask them these questions in person or revise the questions that you want to ask them based upon feedback you've gotten from franchisees. So to be more specific, let's say you talk to six franchisees and three of them say, we think one of the strengths of the franchise organization is their online branding, their online presence, their their pay-per-click campaigns, their 
how they help you with SEO, search engine optimization. And three others say we think that's one of the weaknesses. So you got strengths and weaknesses. That's a great way to be able to preface a question to a franchisor. What is your vision of an online brand for me as a local franchise owner? And why do you think it would be that some of your franchisees see that as a strength and others see it as a weakness of the franchise? You wouldn't know to ask a question that way if you hadn't already had the conversation with local franchisees. So there is such a thing as too late. So back to the right time. The right time is once you've gotten through those early steps, you've had some conversations with people in the home office, they're navigating you through this process. You've probably reviewed the franchise disclosure document or at least received the franchise disclosure document. It's unlikely they're going to ask you to have conversations with their franchisees before they've disclosed you with that FDD. And then they're going to ask you to start reaching out to franchisees. Now, some franchisors will actively offer specific franchisees for you to speak with. Others won't, and they'll wait for you to ask. And many of them, especially if they're a quickly growing franchise system, they'll defer to recordings or live sessions of group calls with existing franchisees. So again, if it's a fast-growing franchise system, they don't want their first 25 franchisees to spend 25 or 50% of their time just talking to all these candidates. You know, if it's a hot concept and lots of people are analyzing it, lots of people are looking to invest in it, their franchise owners can get overwhelmed by these conversations. And then what they end up doing is either bypassing them and not helping candidates with that important step or whizzing through them. So franchisors will take a step back and say, we are going to have once a week, we're going to rotate our franchise owners or once every couple of weeks, we're going to have one of our franchisees either in a recording session, but more likely in all honesty, in a live session, they probably won't, won't be recorded because those franchisees can talk about a little bit more than the franchisors when it comes to finances of the business. So more often than not, it will be a live session where the franchisee will give a presentation and then they'll take questions from candidates. You might be the only candidate. You might be one of 20 that's on that call. But there'll be some mixture of those group calls and of opportunities for you to then have individualized calls or perhaps even in-person visits. Those are tougher to do. Maybe if you've got a neighboring franchisee that's nearby where, you're, where you live or where you're going to start your business. But the important thing to understand there is that moment in time, once you've gotten the disclosure document, is when that franchisor is going to release you and request that you start talking to their franchisees. Now, oftentimes, at that point, They want you to be able to operate more independently. They want you to take some time and have individual conversations, obviously without them present with those franchisees, whether that's on group calls that they arrange and then they may hop off of the calls. The home office representatives might hop off of those calls uh, once you're on so that you can ask open questions. And certainly if you're contacting them individually, they know and you know that they won't be part of that conversation. One of the reasons that's so important is the right questions to ask them include some of the financial questions, meaning what's your financial performance been? And you can get into questions that the franchisors by Federal Trade Commission rules and regulations aren't allowed to answer. And there's stiff penalties for them inadvertently or purposely answering some of those questions, so they're very cautious about not doing it. 
For example, if you ask a franchisor, well, how much can I make doing this? They're not going to give you a direct answer to that question. They're not, allowed, they're not allowed to. That could be the last question they ever answer in the franchising field uh, if they were caught answering that question specifically. So the just right time is right after that disclosure and before you're getting to the final steps. So you're in the last stages of your franchise research, and that's intentional because by now you should have a pretty good feel for what's it going to be like to be a franchise owner in this franchise system and what are the expectations of me and I understand the investment. You want to have all those things at the most basic level understood and, and have done a basic review of the disclosure document that will help inform your questions better and certainly help you save the time if on the front end you realize, gosh, I'm not sure this is the right franchise system for me. Before you invest, what ends up being quite a bit of time in the validation stages, that, that can take weeks, sometimes even longer than that. Uh, and it's important that, that you invest that time. It's also important that you're patient. So by patience, I mean they may be tough to get a hold of. In fact, hopefully their franchise owners are tough to get a hold of because they're busy out there building their businesses, right? <laughs> so if they can all just pick up the phone and answer you any time, that might not be a great sign. You're going to have to respect their time. It's always a good idea if you've got a few questions that you really want to get answered. You want to make sure that you email those to them ahead of time if you've got an email address. It shows that you're going to respect their time, and it shows that you're serious about the questions, and it gives them a chance, of course, to prepare for how they want to answer that or to answer it more thoroughly. You want to talk to a broad spectrum of franchise owners. You don't want to just talk to their top performers. You don't want to just talk to brand new people. And you certainly don't want to just talk to people that are geographically close to you. So hopefully you can talk to a whole array of folks, including people that are in entirely different parts of the country or world, as well as people that are nearby. And ask them a lot of the same questions and then compare and contrast what those responses are. Meaning compare and contrast how they might vary or how they might be similar between those franchisees in different areas and in different, um, different ranges of experience. So we're going to get to a little bit more on that topic of the questions to ask and how to get through validation in part two of this episode. This episode is on franchisee validation, a very important step in the franchise research process. And in episode two of this, we will be delving into some more of the specifics. We're going to jump right into some of the more specifics of questions to ask, how to get the information, and what to do with it. So I want to thank you for li listening to this episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. And don't forget, you can use the QR code on the screen to ask any questions that you might have. Don't leave us a secret either. Share, subscribe, and follow us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. And we'll see you on episode, part two of this episode on franchisee validation. Hoda Media Production.